If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Point Forward Podcast with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinels, J.R. Radcliffe and Jim Ozarski. An over-caffeinated Milwaukee Bucks conversation. The Point Forward Podcast, Milwaukee Bucks chatter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel special weekend edition uh, of the podcast because we now know the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be playing in the first round of the playoffs. It is the Miami Heat. They defeat the Chicago Bulls on Friday night. And now uh, now we can maybe start to prepare, look ahead a little bit, and know what the Milwaukee Bucks are facing in the first round uh, as things get going right away on Sunday at Pfizer Forum. That's a 4.30 p.m. local tip time. They'll be back in action, I believe, 8 o'clock on Wednesday for Game 2. So uh, the first two games, of course, because the Bucks have home court advantage, will be in Milwaukee. And, uh, and it will be Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and the Miami Heat. So a uh, special guest for this edition of the podcast brought in uh, actually actually a, a friend of mine, Ken Levicka, who works in at ESPN West Palm. Uh, Ken Levicka Live is the show that he does during drive time down there in Miami, or actually just a little bit north of Miami, about a, a little over an hour north of Miami. And uh, so he follows the Miami Heat, has followed them closely. So I uh, wanted to, to get his thoughts. He can lend some insight into this Miami team. I still just cannot get over how this team was the one seed, was really a, a Jimmy Butler shot away from making the NBA Finals last year, brought back so many people, and uh, and is struggling, is is barely, you know, has, has to cl- scratch and claw their way into the playoffs in the first place. So wanted to uh, to get his thoughts. He knows he knows them quite a bit better than we do and uh, and thought that that would be some, some cool insight. Uh, Jim Ozarski will join me again on Monday. We'll look back at Game 1. And uh, and get a more broader uh, get more broader get a get a broader look at this overall series and the overall playoff layout. Now that we know all of the intricacies of it, and uh, a little bit on the ownership situation as well, we got some news from uh, on that front on Friday with the word that uh, the sale of Mark Lazary's stake of the Milwaukee Bucks to the Haslam's has gone through. It's official. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But that will be on Monday's episode. For now, we're going to get into this conversation with one Ken Levicka. Hope you enjoy it and uh, enjoy that first game of the playoffs. We'll talk again very soon. Bye-bye. My guest is Ken Levicka. He's from ESPN West Palm. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a, there's a personal element to this. Uh, we go back a little bit. We, uh, we were on the radio in college together back at Valparaiso University a couple decades ago, Ken, uh, because, because we're really old. And uh, yeah. you may know Ken Levicka from something else, though. Before we talk about the Miami Heat, which is what we're here to do, uh, Ken Levicka recently got uh, a nice little, nice little 15 minutes of fame or longer, I suppose, when the Florida Atlantic basketball team reached the Final Four. He is the radio voice of Florida Atlantic Athletics, both football and basketball, and uh, <laughs> had the scare of every radio person's lifetime when the power went out at Madison Square Garden moments in the final moments of that Elite Eight game as Florida Atlantic was about to clinch a Final Four spot. So, so Ken, have the texts stopped rolling in at this point? Has your fame died down, or are you still you know, pushing away the paparazzi? What's the situation in Florida for you? 
I'm I'm back to my uh, preferred amount of obscurity uh, <laughs> at this point. It, it was it was completely unexpected. I I wish it didn't happen the way it happened. Uh, it was fun for about a day to be fielding media request after media request. <laughs> Dusty May made fun of me, FAU's coach, that I was getting more media attention than than he was going into the Final Four, and then it got supremely annoying. So I am uh, I'm glad that uh, that that things have died down a little bit and uh now i now i get to reflect on how awesome of an experience that yeah. was it's it's much easier to decompress from that once you're you're sort of out of it now that it's been a couple of weeks but what a what an awesome experience madison square garden its infrastructure is terrible but it made for a good story so good times yeah i mean dusty may got paid so he he comes out just fine through all of this absolutely uh, <laughs> and and, and uh, good thing i mean I, I think fau comes out of the tournament being the the most interesting story and really yeah. the darlings of the tournament and so it was awesome what an unbelievable never thought never thought i'd experience anything like that uh type of uh type of exposure it was amazing yeah wild stuff you were man you were a less second shot away from calling a game in the uh, in the national championship i'm so jealous i'm so jealous uh, <laughs> but uh but but we are here. i wanted to talk about the miami heat that's what our bucks listeners are here for you, you sure yes you sure yes well uh, well ken okay so I don't understand the Heat very well. Obviously, I haven't followed them like you have down there, a little to your south there. This is a team that was the one seed last year. They brought 13 mm-hmm. guys back, including their three biggest dudes, the, the guys everyone knows, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, and now they're they're an eight seed. Like, I don't understand what what happened there. I know that some of the role players weren't maybe as good this past year as they had been uh, you know, previously, but that doesn't explain a one to an eight. So is there is, is there one thing people can point to to say what happened to the Miami Heat this season? I think if you had Eric Spolstra on with you right now, he'd be unable to pinpoint (laughs) just one thing. It has been confounding, and the problem has been – that this team has been deeply flawed since second one of the year. They've never really been able to go on an appreciable run. They certainly haven't been consistent. Kyle Lowry played about six seconds this year. That mm-hmm. has not helped. Their point guard position's been in complete flux. But you mentioned the role players. And so when you look at a Max Strews or a Duncan Robinson or a Gabe Vincent, they have been all appreciably worse Hmm. than the outstanding, probably above expectation performances they put in a year ago. And that has made a big, big difference. Some of their flaws offensively, they were able to cover those a year ago because those guys came in and they all performed their roles basically to perfection this year. They've been non-factors. Duncan Robinson got paid two years ago. He hasn't even come close to earning anything close to what the Heat ended up paying him. Jimmy Butler has suffered injuries. I mentioned Kyle Lowry. Bam Adebayo has been the best all-around player this year for the Heat. Tyler Hero, good season. But all of those get masked by the fact that during this, this decade, decade and a half of Heat prevalence, the defense has been what has started everything. That defense, JR, this year has been horrendous hmm. by Heat standards. And the Heat have not had the offensive acumen to overcome the non existent defense. And I think therein is probably um, the, the problem number one of the multitude of issues of the plague this team. Yeah, defensively, with Bam Adebayo having a little bit of a reputation as somebody who can slow down Giannis Adetokounmpo, you would think that that would be a feather in their cap. And I don't I don't know if 
don't know if Miamians feel that way about Bam Adebayo. I, I presume they do. I mean, I, the, the guy has good numbers and seems seems like even when they do match up that he kind of uh, he he can get the upper hand. Do do you think Miamians feel there is an opportunity here to to slow down the Bucks at least make it a series or 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 is this sort of a you know kind of just a a fatalist march here toward toward maybe the end of the season? I don't know if if Heat fans are necessarily sitting there saying, oh, Giannis is going to take this team's soul. I think <laughs> where the fear lies is at the perimeter. Yeah. And just to speak about Bam, I, I mean, Bam should have been already at least a two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year at mm-hmm. this point. And for whatever reason, the voters overwhelmingly do not give him the credit he deserves. One of the few players in the league who can guard one through five. Yeah. The problem is, and it was on full display in the 8-9 uh, game against the Hawks, Bam, when the defense is so, so flawed, and you're having to uh, account for the deficiency of a Gabe Vincent and uh, Max Struess, and Bam has to come out and guard the perimeter, there's nothing underneath, and teams mm. can just absolutely gouge and gouge and gouge. And so Bam against Giannis, that's a great matchup. That's really the redeeming feature of this series. But the way the Heat guard play has been, I mean, the Bucks should be able to eat them up mm. on both ends of the floor, and that is is why it doesn't feel like that he'd have much of a chance to even make this a series. We have a, we pay attention here to Jimmy Butler, former Marquette University alumnus, who's had obviously a tremendous career. There, there's an axiom that I don't know how widespread it is, but the, the best the, the best player on a bad team is always blamed for not being better. Meaning that I'd be curious to know where Miami's you know fans' comfort level is with Jimmy Butler if they still view him as the leader on this team, if there's any sort of dissatisfaction, given that the Heat have backslid a little bit, even if it's not necessarily at his feet. Like, what's the what's the temperature on Jimmy Butler in Miami? Jimmy was one of the best players in the league this year, period. Not just on the Heat, not just the face of the Heat. He is one of the best players in the NBA. This has certainly been one of those eras in Heat history. This has been the Jimmy Butler era. I, Other than the fact that Jimmy sort of at times this year took advantage of uh, the load management trend, I don't know where this Heat team is without Jimmy. I I mentioned Bam's the best player. That's all around. It's not as if Jimmy's a slouch defensively by any stretch of the imagination, but Jimmy's offense, he's far and away the most accomplished offensive player. And... uh, I think that, and what drives me crazy, Jr. is this, anytime Jimmy says something weird, he's a very eclectic <laughs> guy, he is a very different human being, and he's got this reputation that followed him from being the alpha in Minnesota, went to Philadelphia, and was just Jimmy, and they couldn't handle him there, and as we know, that's a pretty fragile organization with a fragile uh, roster and personalities there. Jimmy is a leader. Jimmy is a dude. Jimmy is a guy. I have nothing bad to say about him at all. So as far as Heat fans are concerned, Jimmy's the guy. He's the face of this team. I think it's more so a sympathy right now for Jimmy that this Jimmy Butler championship era, and he's come close. He uh, had legendary performances in the bubble against the Lakers, and he nearly shot the Heat back into the finals last year, came an inch away from beating Mm -hmm. the Celtics in that game seven. The Heat front office, other than going to get Kyle Lowry, and fine, you can put that at the feet of Jimmy. That has not been an overwhelming success story. But this front office, Pat Riley and company, have not done really anything to maximize this Jimmy Butler top of his game in his prime championship window. So when you you talk Jimmy Butler, I don't think it's disappointment. I think it's more sympathy for the guy. 
Tyler Hero, another guy you alluded to. He, of course, a Milwaukee native from Whitnall High School. I personally saw him play in high school quite a bit. Uh, he, sixth man of the year last year, moves into the starting lineup. You, you, you know, you alluded to it. I think he's he's fine. I don't know if anybody sees him as a star in the league, but they, you know, he's he's quality player. What uh, what have what have you seen from his career, and, and kind of how do how do people feel about where he's at at this point? He is a really good borderline all-star regular season player, and uh, he has a huge ceiling. He hasn't even begun to to scrape the the surface of that that Sistine Chapel ceiling of his career. I mean, he's got a long way to go defensively. He's capable. His offensive game is really, really good. He has really learned how to create his own shot better every single season. He's not a spot-up shooter, which I think he had the reputation of coming out of Kentucky and certainly had coming out of, uh, of, of Wisconsin, coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. He is a certifiable score off the bounce uh, type of, of player on the offensive end. You saw his defensive deficiencies big time against the Hawks. Sometimes it's tough to see him try to defend. And the problem with Tyler Hero has been other than his rookie year in the bubble come playoff time. He's just fine. The Mm. word you used, he's just fine. And that's not good enough. Tyler Hero, if he was more than fine last year, the heater in the NBA finals with a chance to win the NBA championship. He's been a disappointment in postseason play. And that's where if he's ever going to truly realize himself and become the player that, I mean, the, the most wise minds in the game think he can be. He's got to start doing something in the postseason, and he just has not been able to translate to the playoffs. Well, you've kind of changed my mind a little bit because I would go into this series being a little nervous, and I think that's just history, history speaking. Like, the Heat obviously got the Bucks yeah. in the bubble, and going into that 2021 series, the Bucks were really concerned about that, and the Bucks played very well. And, you know, I don't know, man. They've still got three dudes, Miami does. Three really, really good dudes. So, uh, I don't know. You've you've talked me at least into feeling like the Bucs are, in fact, the heavy favorite as opposed to, you know, this could be one of those matchups that sneak up on you. In previous years, I would try to make the case that forget the fact that the Heat are uh, a five seed or a six seed. They are fundamentally sound, and they're a defensive nightmare, and they're going to grind it out. That's been, and I know that NBA fans hate to hear the term heat culture, but that's a very real, tangible thing, and it comes from Pat Riley and then his conduit, Eric Spolster. That's a very real thing. As long as you're getting contributions across the board, balanced from a defensive standpoint, we can do enough offensively. This is obviously outside of the big three era. To be competitive, be a pain, present issues this year, there hasn't been one stretch of the year where the Heat have shown that they can consistently be the Heat of the past 15 years. They just haven't, and it's been demoralizing, and it's come to a head at terrible times. And so if you're going to go into a series against the Bucks and you're just going to say, Jimmy, save us without any semblance of defensive acumen, I don't see any way in which the Bucks lose this series or the Heat are able to do what are typically considered Heat things and make life difficult. I just I can't do it because I've seen this team for 84 games now. And they haven't shown me in 84 games they can put together a seven-game series. He is Ken Levicka from ESPN West Palm. He hosts Ken Levicka Live, knows quite a bit about the Miami Heat. And I appreciate you taking the time for me, man. Good to see you. And we will maybe maybe chat again soon. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a, a baseball crossover down the line. I don't know. It would be, it'd be awesome <laughs> to catch up with you again. But, uh, but really appreciate it, Ken. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Point Forward Podcast. A Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JSOnline.com production. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.